Rise and shine, Life listeners. Good morning and welcome to the Life Podcast. If you are familiar with Life, what we do is interview a different college student every Wednesday while dropping entrepreneurial value all throughout the week. So be sure and check out our website at lifeyt.com to keep yourself focused, motivated, and equipped to live your future every day. I'm your host, Joey Roos, and we're so excited to have Jenna Libman on the show with us today here at Kennesaw State University. Jenna is a freshman at the University of North Georgia, actually. And uh, Jenna, if you don't mind, tell us your major, kind of summarize your college experience so far. I know it's been a brief experience, and kind of talk us through the start of your entrepreneurial journey. Well, I plan to major in marketing at North Georgia, and I plan to minor in entrepreneurship and focus in business leadership. Yes. And I've only been at college for a couple weeks, technically, but I dual enrolled at Kennesaw my entire senior year, so I kind of have a bit under my belt already, and that's how I'm familiar with Kennesaw. (laughs) Fair enough. How's the food in college? What do you think? I like it. People make fun of it at school, but I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not as good as Kennesaw State's uh, culinary <laughs> program. We're very proud of that there, though. Um, but fantastic. Welcome to college. I know that's a big step. you have good roommates? Yeah, she's pretty nice. I only have one, and, oh, okay. and she's more like a sweet mate because we have our own rooms. But what she's in the world? Nice. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Back in my day, I'm a senior, right? I had a cinder block walled room with two beds and one sink. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's a great way to make friends or mm-hmm. enemies. Thankfully, I was good friends with my freshman roommate, Jacob Weaver. If you're out there, great guy. Um, anyhow, so you ha- you've had a business, even though you're just a freshman in college, for over two years now, right? Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about your business, how it started, and how it's grown. Well, I started, it was the summer before my junior year of high school, and I started just because we've been, my family, we've been doing eBay for a while. Like, we just... I, even when I was really little, like seven, eight years old, I would get, I'd go through like GameStop and get little video games, and I'd get bored of them, sell them on eBay with my parents' consent, of course. Sure. And my dad, I always used my dad's eBay account, and so I waited till I, I was eighteen. I was so excited to make my own eBay account, and yeah. So, but when I was sixteen, since I couldn't do eBay, I kind of found other platforms, found a way to do it, and just wanted to make some extra money on the side without having to get a lame part-time job. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love it. So your whole family, they've been doing eBay for a while. You kind of have a, you've grown up in this entrepreneurial environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of, they definitely do it more as a side hobby just to get rid of stuff around the house, but I like to do it like full on, like going and finding inventory and then selling it. That's not what they do, but it, they definitely showed me the ropes on how to do it. I love this. And I've heard that this market has been growing like crazy. Not only mm-hmm. the eBay platform itself, but the whole concept of reselling things and, and showing the value more effectively than when you buy it. Do you buy things from eBay and then resell it again on eBay? How does that work? Not really through online, but I'll go to local thrift stores because I only do clothing. But I go to local thrift stores like Goodwill or like just um, locally owned shops and I'll find something for really, really cheap and then see the value in it and then list it and then sell it for hopefully more profit than what I paid for it. (laughs) Sure, sure. That is the concept. You know, actually, I heard a unique study the other week talking about, um, I think, a a researcher, somebody at a university who bought 100 things for an average of $1 on eBay, right? And then reached out to authors and asked them to write a creative description for that product. And then he reposted that product on eBay once again. And he spent $100 to buy 100 items, and I think he made over $6,000 oh, wow. <laughs> in return, all because he had a great story 
behind his products. So talk to us about how you craft the stories and the descriptions behind your products. And honestly, I used to put a lot of effort into describing every aspect of one item. But now since I just have, I have 700 pieces of inventory in my basement, like it's just in the crammed room in my basement. So it's a lot to manage all at once, especially when I don't live at home anymore. So now it's more just simplicity. I'll just put basic description, you know, of clothes, fabric content, measurements, and it seems to work just fine unless people ask more questions. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And I like how you said you focused in only on clothing, trying to create that niche that you are the go-to person for a specific type of item. Are you, are you any more focused than just clothing? I stay specifically to women's clothing. I don't really mm -hmm. do men's either, but and and that's kind of what I'm become. Like I research it, I learn about the brands. It's it's a lot of work to put into just learning about clothing alone. So I'm on, one day I might step outside clothing, but I don't plan to anytime soon. Just because clothing is the most fun to me. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, if you enjoy shopping for it and buying it, you gotta do what you love, mm -hmm. right? There's nothing wrong with that. So you said you have over 700 items in inventory. Yeah. That's gonna be quite a cost. Have you ever considered, this may be a crazy idea, uh, just just spitballing here, have you ever considered trying to drop ship eBay items? Like, you post a picture of something someone else is selling, and once someone buys it from you, then you buy it from them? I've never considered that, I've never really thought about it, because usually I get my clothing for really, really cheap. If mm -hmm. I don't go to thrift stores, it's usually from either my own closet, because God knows I'm a shopaholic myself, <laughs> like, I get rid of my own clothes, which sure. is, or I get rid of my mom's clothes, or my sister's clothes, or my friends, I, I do pay my friends back for their clothes, but it's still not nearly as much as what I would pay mm -hmm. if I were to spend, I don't know, like, it's definitely not like $5 items, item, it's more like $1 or $2 an item, so it definitely, the profit usually adds up pretty quick, okay. without, without that much invested into it. Sure, sure. So eBay is obviously a large platform. There's a lot of vendors on there trying to sell things. How do you compete with like those Chinese retailers or even local places where people can go, can go and actually try on the clothing, like a Play-Doh's Closet or someplace like that? See, Play-Doh's Play is different because they are, um, what's it called, they're a franchise, so each one is different no matter when you go to. Mm -hmm. The ones around us are I really like for um, buying and reselling and buying for myself too, but if you go to different ones outside our area and ones I've never been to, I just kind of see online, their prices are pretty high, like more than you would expect, and that's not something I'd want to pay for just a used clothing item, so I kind of keep my prices lower, and I allow offers too, but I allow people to negotiate with me. Nice. And which usually works out in both of our favor, which is really nice. And I offer bundle deals. And because eBay is not my main platform, I mostly use Poshmark, where that's oh. that is specifically to, to clothing, like women's clothing mostly. Mm -hmm. So that's usually where I get my word out the most. And plus, I use Instagram, and I'm kind of young, so I kind of play up with the like I'm a college student just trying to make some money. Sure. And so people kind of like that, I think. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> right. Well, it's obviously working. And I like how you're doing what you love. You love shopping it's so and, much fun. and buying women's clothing. And you turn that into a business. Mm -hmm. And you're helping other people find the style that they need as well. Uh, Jenna, a question that we like to ask on this show is what makes you unique from your competition? Like, what makes you the only blank who does blank, right? What sets you apart from the competition? Well, I'm in a bunch of Poshmark-related groups on Facebook where I can see what other people do similarly to me. And they, a lot of people on Poshmark, they sell wholesale clothing, which is great. It seems to work well for them, but that's not something I think would work well for me. I think that the whole, I play up with the whole brand name thing. Like, I go to thrift stores and I'll find a really, really nice clothing item for pretty cheap, and then I'll sell that so people can get the brand name they love for 
not that expensive. And plus, I, I do like to play up with the whole brand of like I'm just a college student. So people, I tell people like I'm paying for school with this money, so it's going to a good cause. You know, it's going right. to court, towards somebody's education. So yeah. I think I think people would rather do that than pay for example like a corporation, or even. At, or even just another Poshmark seller, like I could win somebody over just with that brand itself. Mm -hmm. Connecting a personality yeah. to the brand is totally the game changer in today's world because people care about the personal touch mm -hmm. in buying their clothing. So they're buying more than just a t-shirt or, or a skirt or a shirt. They're buying the philanthropic feeling right. of helping a young struggling, well, I don't know if I'd say you were struggling, <laughs> sounds like you have a we're very bright we're future. Fair enough, <laughs> <laughs> struggling to get through classes at least, right? Yeah. Um, man, just wait till you become a senior, okay. let me tell you what. <laughs> Whew. Um, anyway, anyway, exclusivity is something that I want to talk about. You, you differentiate yourself by telling that story, connecting yourself to your brand, which I love. Is there any way that you can build brand loyalty? With your customers, I kind of I I have a lot of repeat customers on mm -hmm. a lot of platforms, and so I kind of befriend them in a way. Like sometimes with a couple of them, I even exchange phone numbers with them, which is very rare. Uh, don't do that with everybody. Right. But like <laughs> they'll just text me when I post something, and they'll say, "Oh, can I get that?" I'm like, "Sure, I'll ship it out to you tomorrow." Like, and then they'll pay me right away. It's it's really nice when you can become friends with your customers and kind of get to know them too. Because then when you get something you think that they're going to like, I'll say, "Oh, I just found this. Do you want it?" Like I'll sell it to you right now for such and such price. And they'll, and they'll be like, of course, yeah, I'll wow. pay you right now. So. so it's almost like a personal shopping service. It is, in a way. That you're creating mm -hmm. for a one-on-one -on -one experience. Yeah, and, and I hope, I don't know if it'll stay like that when I get a little bigger, like to the point where I won't be able to befriend all, all my customers. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I really like that aspect of it. No, I think that's fantastic. And that might even be something that you could add as an additional service to say, hey, send me pictures of your wardrobe. I can create yeah. a full picture just for you and not just post random stuff that you may or may not like and take mm -hmm. out the searching process. Yeah. Because I hate shopping. Like I love having nice clothing, but the process is exhausting for me. Mm -hmm. So I'd pay more to have someone do that, just not right now because I'm a college student. Yeah. But someday, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Is there any type of content, you have, me, you have me thinking here, as you have this relatively loyal following that you're building, I mean you're texting back and forth with your customers, is there any way that you can add more value to them beyond just selling them clothing? Yeah, I mean, like to the customers themselves. Yeah. Yeah, like I've befriended a decent amount of my um, my regular customers. Like people, like girls in California talk to me, girls in New York. I have a lot of Florida friends and, and people just around Georgia. It's mostly Georgia. A lot, yeah. of, I'm, a lot of people, like either locally, like because like, I went to Lasseter High School and people, there's other local high schools. I've befriended girls from my school, girls from other schools around me. And they'll sometimes get to the point where they just pick it up from my house because they're right around the corner, so they know me well enough to where you can just come pick it up. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm just thinking about maybe some complimentary services that you could offer in addition to selling clothing. Because yeah. if people are coming to you for clothing, they they need help with fashion, potentially, right? Mm -hmm. um, or they're interested in fashion, at least. What if you started a blog or a video series on how to match necklaces and, and earrings or mm -hmm. how to you know dress seasonally or something, kind of create a following around the people who are shopping for your clothing. I've definitely thought about, like, I, I did have a blog at some point, but mm -hmm. I just kind of fell off of it. Like, I just forgot to keep doing it. It just got kind of tiresome. And I consider, just because I watched resellers on YouTube, and I've considered doing something like that, but just with my time right now, I think where would I want to dedicate my time most to make the most profit? Mm. And so maybe one day, like, I could start a YouTube or start up my blog again because I'd love to connect with people, like, on a more personal level like that. 
No, I think that's a really great point. Life learners, we need to focus our time on what actually makes us money because so many people, especially in college, you can be extremely busy and not be productive right. at the same time, right? You can be spinning your wheels all day long trying to get things done, but if it's not the things that matter, not the things that can actually advance and grow your business and make you money, what's the point? Exactly. The the yeah, and as you'll continue to learn in college, I'm sure, um, you're always going to be busy. There's always going to be things vying for your time, mm -hmm. especially as you become a well-known entrepreneur. So it's just focusing in on those most important factors. Well said. Well said for sure. So as you continue to grow and scale, having specific tangible goals is so key. So what are some goals for you and for your business? Well, this is very recent. I did. I never really had a big profit goal. I just my goal was basically just to get more each month because mm -hmm. after after I started tracking it monthly. But in July, I reached one thousand in profits, and that was and I did this August too. I actually got to eleven hundred in August. So I just that's kind of become my steady goal now is at least one thousand or more, and then and then continuing to grow with that. That is outstanding. How much of a time commitment is it a month for you to do the shopping and you know? I wish I could sales? track. <laughs> I wish I could track it, but like doing it has just become part of my like daily routine. Because uh -huh. I mean, I don't want to jinx it right now, but I don't have too much homework right now where it takes up <laughs> a lot of my time, and uh -huh. I only have two classes a day, so it's just. The rest of my time, I'm either just hanging out, and it's something I can just do when I'm either just sitting with friends or I'm just watching TV. Mm -hmm. So it's if I'm doing that anyways, I might as well be doing something productive with it. Sure. So because on Poshmark, the whole thing it's different from like eBay or whatever is so you have to be really interactive on the platform. So I have so whenever I'm just sitting there doing nothing, I'm being interactive, and that's what makes me sales. Gotcha. Nice. I like that. I, I gotta confess, I've never been on Poshmark. I've never shopped for. Uh, women's clothing before <laughs> so that might be a platform they do have men's too they do have men's okay well interesting cool maybe maybe you can do some personal shopping for me here i will um that would be fantastic <laughs> jenna who are some people that you can enroll on your journey to help your business grow to help create synergy for your idea well currently my parents help me out with the shipping because mm -hmm. all my inventory is at home and i live in a dorm mm. it'd be impossible to keep everything in my dorm so yeah. That for the last two weeks I've been living at school, they've been doing all the shipping for me, and that's been really great. I wish I could do it myself, because I'm very independent. I like doing things on my own. I don't like no, knowing I have to depend on somebody else. So, But it's been okay so far. I've still been making money. So you got to do what you got to do, right? Sure, sure. Well, most definitely. And Jenna, you have an amazing story. I mean, you're making $1,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of college students, that seems almost impossible. It seems wonderful but really hard to actually achieve. So you've been doing this for two years. Can you kind of take us back to when you first started? You said you were, you were seven or eight years old, just trying to resell stuff. Um, you've always had that entrepreneurial spark. But for people who just have an idea, they're just trying to get started, uh, what would you say to make that first sale? Well, it's very, like, it's kind of intimidating at first, I want to say. But And there's, there's different ways you can handle it. Like, you can handle it like a full-time job, like I, I like to do, or you could just do it as a side hobby. And then with a side hobby, you don't really have to commit as much time into it. You can kind of just take some clothes out of your closet. That's something I recommend doing as a beginner. Definitely don't go out to the thrift store right away and spend money. Go right to your closet, because you don't have to spend any money on that. You can just take things out you don't wear, so you're freeing up space in your closet. Buy more clothes, and, <laughs> and then you're not spending any money, and you could possibly be making more money just by doing nothing, basically. Wow. Make money by doing nothing. That should be a <laughs> Quite, a, quite a, right? an overstatement, but <laughs> nonetheless, no, fair enough. barely but Just get work. started with what you have, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Do what you can with what you have, um, with the time that you are given, and you can start making progress towards mm -hmm. your goals. Well, this has been outstanding content. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, but when we come back, 
we're going to jump into our college entrepreneur rapid fire questions where we will learn from Jenna about the strategies that she has used to maximize her time in both high school and now in college as an entrepreneur. This week's episode is sponsored by Click-A-Shift. Click-A-Shift is literally the Uber of student work and internships. It is a worker share app that provides on-demand student labor. So be sure and go to lifecast.com forward slash shift to learn more and sign up for your first shift and start making money today. Life listeners, welcome back and be sure to check out our website, lifeyt.com after the show to get more great content from Jenna. We have show notes on there of everything we discussed today as well as our, as well as our other episodes and content that we drop throughout the week to help you grow as an entrepreneur. But Jenna, are you ready for the rapid fire question round? I'm ready. <laughs> Outstanding. Who is your entrepreneurial role model or mentor? Definitely both my parents who have been doing eBay for like 15 years since I was little. They'd sell my baby clothes on eBay and them to buy me more baby clothes. And, and they have always just, just done it as a side hobby that kind of inspired me to take it full time. I love it. Uh, how do you balance school and work, relationships, social life, and also still pursue your business? Well, most people my age would just spend their time sitting on their phone on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, which I do too. I'm like, not gonna lie, but I'll, <laughs> I'll also use that free time, free time quote on, in quotations as time I work on my business, and also like going to the store and doing whatever I got to do to make it work. Sure, recognizing your time and being intentional about how you spend it. I love it. How do you leverage the faculty and student network that you now have at college to help advance your business? I know you're a new student. But. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could give you a clear answer to that. But since I just got there, there's not really much I can do yet, but I just, I'm in a upper level business class since I'm a little ahead because of dual enrollment, so I hope to get to know that teacher and kind of tell him about what I'm doing, see what he says about it. Outstanding. Adding as many people to your network, telling them your story as possible. What is the what was the biggest mental barrier to becoming an entrepreneur and how did you overcome that? Well, before I started doing it on full on a full-time basis, I kind of did it as a hobby, which was fun, but I wanted to make more money to the point where I didn't want to have to have a part-time job because they always made me so miserable and and I like to be able to work from my bed. So just telling myself if you just keep doing it, just doing your free time, you'll be able to work from your bed. <laughs> there you go. I love that. That's a great point. Like you don't have to quit school, quit your job in order to become an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You can start part time. You can start on the side in the evenings, on the weekends, and grow something until it can sustain you. Uh, do you recommend working in your business with your friends? It, I like the only interaction I really do with my friends in business is they give me their clothes and. I kind of give them an option whether like I'll pay them up front like they do at like consignment stores like Play-Doh's Closet or I say you get 25% of each sale for example which takes longer but gets them more money in the long run but that's the only interaction I really do I've never I haven't really had any con conflicts with that like knock on wood but so far it's been working out pretty good and I get lots of inventory for pretty cheap nice keeping it professional well how do you legitimize your business to customers to clients and maybe someday even to investors when you're a freshman in college yeah, I didn't think people would really take me seriously, which, but now I feel like in just today's day and age, like online reselling in general has become more popular, and so people treat it more like a professional thing, and you can really do it at any age. Like I've met young teens that do it like 14, 15 years old, and I, I mean I started when I was 16, and obviously you don't have to take it super seriously when they're, you're that young, but you can always start young, so by the time you're like 
in your 20s, you have a decent, like, business going on. Yeah. Just starting Life Nation makes all the difference. Well, hey, Jenna, one final question, and then we'll learn how best to connect with you before we leave to live our future today. If you could go back to maybe freshman year of high school since you started so early, freshman year, knowing what you know now, what is one thing that you would tell yourself? I would tell myself, don't always go to Goodwill to shop for thrifted clothes, because Goodwill's great, like I'm not gonna knock Goodwill, but some of their clothes are a little expensive, mm. so there's no reason to invest a ton of money, like I mean, I say $6, like it's a ton of money, right. but, but when you compare that to 50 cents for a piece of clothing, that's just mm. so much more profit room, right? So I, I used to do that all the time, where I'd spend 6 to $10 per item, and that's just ridiculous to me now. I would never do that. Okay, okay, and well, how can Life Nation best connect with you? You can follow me on Instagram, uh, at Driven to Style with an other score at the end. If I have a Twitter, I don't really use it that much for business, but it's same name. And you can check out my Poshmark to see what I'm selling, and that's at Driven to Style. And yeah. Outstanding, and be sure and check out once again, LifeYT.com to see all of our notes from today's show with Jenna and connect with her that way as well. Remember, the excellence is in the details. You've been listening to The Life Podcast. I'm Joey Roos, joined here today at Kennesaw State University by Jenna Lemon. Go live your future every day.